Ted, I was thinking maybe we should just do our father's way right off the top. That way we can stay focused for the rest of the episode. Let's get it out of the way. For listeners who missed last week's episode. Come on. Good Lord. What are you doing, you feckless, thick, wide, dump truck, a hot, bouncing, bubbly, beautiful, dumb, stupid idiot. And Darby, we are talking about you. Yes. This is your daily reminder to 100% this podcast or GTFO. I'm sorry. I'm too busy right now to be recapping Tep Talk to Marvin and Darby. I do not have time. I do not have time, Marvin I do not have time for that. Marvin, I'm organizing an incredible concert that you're lucky enough to be a part of. I'm also an elf trying to help the Santas. I'm trying There's to keep peace between the parking lots. So the last thing I need at the end of the day is for Marvin to be like, what are you talking about, Tim? And I'm like, didn't you listen to the episode? Yes. He's like, oh, I must have zoned out for a minute. Oh, I put it on to fall asleep. Fie, fie on you, and I curse you with nightmares. Are you listening to this podcast right now in bed? Oh, if so, oh. Stop. Oh, darkness descends upon you. What is in the corner of your room? Ooh, it's me. And the candy-colored man they call the Sandman is my little bee, and I'm about to sprinkle bad dream dust in your eyes. Yeah, and the last thing you need, Marvin, is another round of pink eye. Now, Darby, interestingly, opposite problem. He pays too close of attention. Way too close attention. And he's always grilling me, being like, um, Tim, how do you think Ted's doing right now? And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, do you think he's having a hard time with his dad and Kyle leaving? Like, no. Where did you get mm. that idea, Darby? Like, you're not a therapist yet, Darby. Uh, I know what people are thinking and feeling all the time. Oh, I'm so smart. Oh, oh, I'm Darby. Oh, I give an S about the people around me, even if they don't give back because I can see the trauma that drives them underneath and I have empathy for the broken child who pilots the adult. And I'm hot. And I'm hot. And Darby, here's what I have to say to your beautiful, wide, gorgeous, thick face. God, he has a beautifully thick face. A lot of people, you say, my friend Darby's super hot and he's a dad and also like he sucks. And they're like, oh, he's like chiseled. Like, No, no, no. He's quite soft. He does not need lip filler. The point is, Darby, this is the TEP podcast. You should be listening religiously. You should be paying attention. You should be keeping up with what's going on with me and Ted because we're your friends. However, I don't need you going in and trying to do one of your P profiles, psychological profiles on us based on that, okay? That's weird. And whatever modality you're working on it's bs and it's not as good as my patented ted ted came up with this idea daddy's way self-help 12-step father's rejuvenation booklet that i am That's right. trying to print at my house that we'll be working through live on the pod it's coming and i want to just say um we got how many pages have you printed so far two yep and that only took a week, so... We make do. We struggle. Our big father's gorgeous, supple fingers uh, have issues with the little buttons on the Epson screen. The whole thing is confusing. The whole thing is sort of a dark realm, a purgatory or a hell realm for fathers, but we walk the valley of the printer anyway. Yeah, and also, it took us a while to find the USB cable because it needed one of the weird square ones. Yes. And I thought those were just, like, decorative. I mean, I had used a number of them as, like, belts, and so I, we, it took a while to find a working one, but... But um, it is being printed as we speak. And Ted, thank you for getting us back on track because it is week two of The Father's Way. Last week was week one, which was all about rediscovering ourselves. And this week, folks, we're going to get to the tap in a minute. But just to start off the show, I think we should just do our week two activity. Indeed. Before we can get to the meat of this week's Father's 
way lesson, I have to check in because there are yes, yes, continuous yes. weekly exercises. Namely, one is a daily. You must write your breakfast pages yeah. every day. And then every week you must take yourself on your father's date. So I'm checking in on you. Tap Tim. Yep. Did you do your breakfast pages today? Yes, I did. Yes, Good. I did. Absolutely. I did you, them this morning over uh, breakfast. And and I had a nice breakfast this morning because shout out Marvin and Darby. They came and visited me and brought me some breakfast. I appreciate it. I don't appreciate them. I don't appreciate their attitude. Yep. I don't appreciate the way they look at me with this like, oh, how sad look. You know, it's just like, I'm not sad. I'm an elf. That's how elves look all the time. Why wouldn't I be happy? I'm an elf. I serve Santa. So yeah. appreciate the breakfast sandwich they brought me. I don't appreciate the sad look in their eyes. So yes, I did have breakfast and I did my breakfast pages. Okay, great. And my breakfast pages, I hope this is okay for the method. My breakfast pages actually, I kind of did a two for one because I had been given a tiny bit of discipline from Marcus and Greg my Forever Santa friends, they had sort of given me this corrective for some of my, just for, I was trying to see over the fence and I was trying to get a little above my position. So they were like, you need to write this out for us. Well, <laughs> little did they know I'm doing breakfast pages. So I kind of doubled up my breakfast pages with my um, corrective action. And so my breakfast pages, I just wrote good elves listen, bad elves betray over and over again for three pages. Oh, great. I had to do 15 pages for them, but the first three I did for my breakfast pages. It does technically count. So uh, so that was my breakfast pages, two birds with one stone. Shout out Richard and Linda. Okay, great. I basically rewrote Lord of the Rings to the two towers. Oh, well done. Just as best as I could remember it. How long did it take you? Two minutes. I crammed it in, but I think I got all the major plot points in in the three pages. Well, there's a lot that can be cut. I mean, especially once you know it's the wrong ring. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, especially when you know it's the wrong ring, you can sort of cut probably all of it except Helm's Deep. Arwen falling in love, cut, cut, cut. You could cut at least one of the golems. You don't need both of them. No, he can just talk to himself. I've often thought that Lord of the Rings 1 and 2 could be rolled into one movie. Like, I think at the end of Lord of the Rings 1, when they get in the boats and float down the river, they just float around a river bend, and, and then I think Gimli would say, it's Helm's Deep. That works for me. I also think, like, part of the issue, and if, I mean, Helm's Deep is a perfect battle scene, however. Not long enough. The one shot that is too short is Legolas going down the stairs on the shield. The stairs yeah. should be three times as long, and that scene should go on for, like, five times as long. I want to see him do grind, kick flips. I think even maybe there's two sets of stairs, sort of like a half pipe, and he, he's just Sean White. I mean, he's just woo, woo, 360. Tail grab, tail kick grab, flip. kick flip, powder bunny. And I think as long as we're sort of being creative here, like if they were to remake the movie, which I'm sure they will. Oh, they will. I think while he's going down the stairs slash doing the half pipe, I think it would be really fun and kind of make the action a little more exciting if the soundtrack switched up and it was like. God, that'd be so good because imagine it coming to the end and Gimli being the person who says, wipe out. <laughs> oh, that would be so funny. That'd be good. And Ted, this is, I just want to say once again, this is the power of the father's, father's way. way. This is the power. When you let your mind just dump. Because it turns out that we are full of genius ideas. Yes. And the problem that Ted, you and I have is, I think we self-censor. I think you're absolutely right. I think we hold ourselves back. Because of 
of society. It's probably an act of humility. You know, it's just humility gone too far. Yeah, exactly. It's just years of people saying, oh, fathers can't cry. Fathers can't pirouette. Fathers can't tumble. Fathers can't do whatever they want and still be good fathers. Fathers can't, like, buy a big hog and ride off into the sunset. Fathers can't not talk to their son and still be a good father. Fathers can't play Minecraft. Fathers can't be babies. And I think we've internalized a lot of those messages from society. And then I think the beautiful thing about Breakfast Pages is you just throw the door open, no rules, and (laughs) the most amazing stuff comes out. It's like, oh yeah, I forgot I was a genius. So that is the daily activity that, well done, we've both checked off. Yep, Breakfast Pages, done. The weekly activity that we have to carve out time in our busy schedule for is to just take ourselves somewhere. I love this one. It doesn't matter what you do. It matters that you carve out the time to reconnect with a part of being a dad that you have been missing. So for me, as per last week, I've been continuing on with my same father's date, which has been digging that trench, digging that trench, lining that trench with sticks. Oh, getting concrete, mixing bags and put it on the outside of the house. Hey. Oh, that's so lovely. Just a bit of construction. It's so nice. You know, for you, Ted, as someone who works with his brain mm. as a creative and also like a, a tep visionary level too, it must be so nice to use like your muscles and your strength and your power to kind of switch your brain off like a laborer. Yes, I've gone from the commissar mindset uh, and the committee leader to the humble but noble and proud, upright, straight proletariat. Mm. I can so relate, Ted, because quite similarly, like, it's so nice to take a break from the very sort of heady mental work of tap and journalism and being a Santa elf. Yeah. And I I also, with my father's date, kind of like tried to embrace using a different part of my mind, a different part of my body to find a kind of zen in doing something a little more constructive. So what have you been doing? I decided to clean Randy's vents. You know, because he's got a forced air furnace. So there's these, there's a lot of duct work in his house. And it just gets dirty. And people don't think to clean that kind of stuff. Wow, that's But it so does beautiful. get dirty and it affects the air quality. And I know Randy's getting on. And obviously, I want his relationship with Donna to go well. I would hate it if she developed allergies or found herself feeling kind of nasally just because of dust. And so I just took it upon myself to do a little pro-bobo work. Wow. And um, just get in those vents and just buckle down and just say, you know what? Hey, I'm going to go on a date by myself, but I'm going to do it to help a friend. So I got stuck in Randy's vents. That's so nice. And you know the lovely thing about solid ducting work like that? Mm. Just cover yourself in essential oils, and anytime you get stuck, you're doing good work up there. See, and that's what I should have done, because I think the reason they found me in the ducts, I think, is the smell. Oh, Because my elf suit being a little dirty, I think if I had washed myself in essential oils, they probably wouldn't have noticed, which would have been nice. It would have avoided the brouhaha of how did you get in there, get out of there, what are you doing? Oh my God, I can't believe this is happening again. What have we done to deserve this? Mm -hmm. It would have avoided all that mess. But the flip side is, if they hadn't found me, I could have died in there. Really? I mean, you have so much experience in in roofs. No, I'm just because I got stuck. I was just stuck. You were really wedged in there. Yeah, my whole body was stuck. My legs were still sticking out. I didn't make it very far. 
But the thing is, like, in addition to helping Randy clean five or six feet of his ductwork that I got to, I also got to spend some time with myself, which was the whole point, and I got to realize that I'm really good at helping my friends. Yeah, yeah, you really are. So well done. Thank you. So I'm so proud of you because you did the work as prescribed in my very original book, The Father's Way. It's hard to find the time sometimes. You have to make it. You have to make the time. That is key. It's supposed to be hard to find the time because you have to prioritize yourself. And speaking of which, yes. now we can move on to week two of The Father's Way. This Ooh. chapter heading, Grudges. Oh, yes. This one is so fun. Yeah, isn't it just? I went ahead and prepared mine earlier, so I have a bit of an example grudge list for everyone okay. following along at home, and then I'll help you write yours. Okay, fantastic. Okay, here we go. Marvin, Darby, Bill. Bill Gates, yep. Marcus, Greg. And Marcus and Greg, if you're listening, by the way, I just want to say this is just, a, it, it, it's, it's just for the father's way. Do not take it personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely don't take it personally. And I'm really sorry to hear that someone ordered a pizza party for the parking lot and it happened to be full of laxatives. I'm so sorry that happened to you. Ted, I assumed that that was you. No, no, it wasn't me. No, no, Ted, look, look, look. I would play along with your whole it's not me thing, um, but the thing is, I'm sure even though you meant that as a little bit of a razz to them. Joke's kind of on you. That was actually really nice for them because all the Santas over there are real blocked up. Right. Just because it's, you know how it is, it's just candy canes. Okay, good to know for whoever did it. If it was you, it honestly kind of was nice for them because A, they liked having all the pizza because Marcus and Greg are pretty strict about what they eat. being, And I think that they let them have the pizzas. And then B, you really did, I think, help them. I mean, it made a bit of a mess to be sure, but they've got that big latrine dug now. So it was not, it was, honestly, I talked to Marcus and Greg about it and they were, they kind of said he saved us a lot of money. So actually that was a rare Ted win for Marcus and Greg. Grudge list. Marcus and Greg. Yeah. Grudge list. Okay, yeah. Sorry, continue. Nate. Uh, who's the other one? Mike. Yeah, Mike. Oh, yeah. Shout out Nate and Mike, by the way. I mean, they're on each other's grudge list at this point, Ted. So I would say maybe save your grudge energy. They're not worried about you at all. Yeah, no. But they pay me. Oh. I know. No, they're, they're POSs. And no, they have annoying faces. There, I said it. No, they're, they're ass. I'm not saying they're not. I'm just saying that things in the parking lot, by the way, just a tiny aside here. Um, it is getting tense, sir. Mm-hmm. Nate moved into the Petco, obviously, to be with the Kira Knights. Mike has been... He's been doubling down. Mike has been doubling down. Yeah, and I think that the thing is, because Pastor Kieran came for PP's authority, Mike has had to really... Back PP. Yeah, that's how PP got that really nice new scepter. Yeah, I like the new scepter. I do. I mean, it's blinged out. It is. It's very nice. And shout out Spencer's in the mall. Mm. It looks real. I, I think the issue is Mike's in a bit of a lose-lose here because... He has to make PP obviously look like, you know, the one true interpreter of the faith. That's important for him keeping calm in the parking lot. But I think that a lot of the dads in the parking lot who are followers of PP yeah. looked at that scepter and they were like, well, hold on a minute. How come you can afford to buy Pastor PP a scepter? Meanwhile, you're saying that we can't afford to charge our Tepslas. Yeah. Because he's had to, I think ever since a lot of the dads left the parking lot, his tax base has gone way down. So Mike, you know, had to cut back on services for the father in the Petco parking lot. Yeah. And there's, it's a rest of pee. I get it. But once you double down, you know, you kind of have to rest your power in the PPC. 
if you dull that flame even yeah. for a second, then it, it loses its luster and people can't see the glory of G and the promise of H. And the thing is, it's it's all or nothing. It is all or nothing. You know, it's like if they say, oh, you don't need these fancy robes, then it's a bit of a pulling at a, a thread of a sweater, you know? Shout out Darby. Sorry, I ruined your sweater. One thing leads to another, and then people saying, well, maybe Kieran was right. Maybe Pastor PB doesn't actually have a direct line to G, and come to think of it, did the disciples even have Uzis? I'm not going to lie. Like, I like to think they did. Like, I got to say, PB's interpretation of the B kind of rocks. It's awesome. It's so cool. Well, and I think the thing is, he keeps the key points, but he just makes it a little more interesting along the way. Yeah. It's all there. C still D's on the C. Yeah. I think it's just more fun and more believable that the disciples would launch like an amazing expendables style operation to save Jesus from the sea. Like if they're just like, go, go, go. And they're running up the hill and just like. Still team six. Because there's a whole scene at the last supper he put in where I think rather than Jesus just being like, I'm going to D and one of you is going to be me. Jesus is like, gentlemen, eat up. Because tomorrow we're marching straight into hell. Yeah. And he's like, before the rooster crows, one of you is going to kick A. And then there's that suiting up montage where like Matthew and Mark are, are strapping on their ammo vests and Simon Peter is loading a grenade launcher. Mary M does some like Black Widow style jujitsu. That scene in the garden where Jay is in there alone, they think, and the Roman soldiers are like, all right, Jay, come on, we got to go. Yeah. And he's like, huh. The only one of us going anywhere is you. And then he whistles, and the disciples pop out. Bram, bram, bram. And one of them, instead of chopping off the centurion's ear, he chops off his head. And instead of healing it, Jesus just drop kicks it. And they get him anyway, because Pilate has a mech. Yeah, Pilate pilots the mech. I mean, look, I gotta admit, compared to Kieran's B, which is authentic and which does get the job done. Well, don't get me started on Michael Simon's version where he's just like, it's not even about the resurrection or the deed. It's about being kind to your neighbor. Oh, no. My, have you seen my neighbor? Loser. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, maybe if my neighbor was cool, if my neighbor was Steve, sure, but not my, not my neighbor. Ooh, gross. He sucks. You know what I've never understood? Turn the other cheek. I've tried to turn my cheek to kind of like wiggle it like you arch your eyebrow, and I can't do it. Yeah. I think, except unless I do something like this. Which is, I guess, what it is. Well, if he means the A cheek. Well, that makes sense, yeah. When someone's like mean to me, I try sort of bouncing, you know, up and down. I think it might be like a boy-bye situation. Like, turn the other cheek and just walk away. Oh. Like, I don't need the drama. That's pretty good. Which is, again, that's what I appreciate about Pee-Pee's version of the Bible, is he just does make it a little more digestible. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, his Ten Commandments aren't nearly as confusing. It's like, commandment number one, no drama. Commandment number two, no fake friends. Commandment number three, be all about your bag. Commandment number four, fresh fits. Yeah, look good. Cool pumps. Commandment number five, honor your father and mother. That one's got to stay. Yeah, it's got to stay. And so on. Oh, you know what I like? else I like in Pee-Pee's version is when Jesus is on the cross. And like, instead of in the, I read Kieran's Bible, the I guess it's the original one. Mm. And it's like, Jesus is like, oh God, why did you forsake me? Mm -hmm. It's a little bit pathetic. I like that in Pee-Pee's version, they put him up there on the cross and Jesus just goes, and like rips the cross in half. Yeah, that's so good. And he says, you all made a big mistake. And he like just blasts up to heaven. <laughs> it's just a lot more cool. And there's more products. Yeah, I like the product placement a lot. 
the loaves and fishes being hella fresh. Right. They get there and they're like, what do we do? We don't have enough food. Plus, none of us have time to cook with our busy schedule. And look, I'm not stupid. I know that a lot of that is interpretive choices. It's not the literal text. But yeah, I mean, like, we all know when YouTubers are trying to sell something. And I, I think it's the same thing with PP and the PPC. Yeah. You know, it does function on money. Exactly. And he needs money because his new songs are horrible. Yeah, they're not good. I think, well, you know, this is what happens when artists get too rich, you know, like Jay-Z, he made all that money. And instead of being able to do the most incredibly slow, awkward raps about living on the streets, now he has to do incredibly slow, awkward raps about waiting for his car to show up. Yeah, or like doing a coffee enema with Rick Rubin. Which, I mean, it's cool. Really cool. No, and I think with PP, it's like... Faith is a rich well to mine for an artist because it's like there's uncertainty, there's doubt, mm. there's this figure, this unknowable figure of G and how he relates to you and how he relates to your life and the meaning of life. And I think for Pepe, once he sort of became the head of his own church, all that went away. He has no doubts whatsoever anymore. No. And he does know G and he, I think he considers himself sort of an equal. Yeah. It's got problems. Which is just to say that's what's at stake in the parking lot. And I think, I mean, the dads there are getting... It's getting a little rough, Ted. I mean, like, their Tepslas are dead, which is goes without saying they've been dead for a long time, but it used to be that there was at least, like, the promise of a charge in the future. Mm. One of these days we're going to get a charging station, and, and, and Mike, just with the lack of funds, he's had to basically say, well, not only is there not going to be a charging station, but, like, maybe there won't be any food this week. Yeah, I mean, look... Not all grudges are equal, but that's on my list. Great. So Mike and Nate grudged. And then final on my grudge list is Emmett. Sure. I don't think I need to explain that. It goes without saying, I'll, you'll come off my grudge list if you let me into your Minecraft server. That's all it is, and that's all it ever will be with, between us. And um, hope you're well. He must be looking at colleges too. Yes, he's been applying to the usuals. He applied to Berkeley. Bard, Bennington, Sarah Lawrence. Oh, wait, that's why you've been doing so much more OnlyFans. Because some of those are pretty expensive. They are really expensive. So we've been working hard. I could tell you've been putting out like three videos a week. Yeah, I'm exhausted, to be honest. I mean, the work has been good. Well, it's Oscar season, so that means it's porn season. And Sarah needs to build the college fund, so she's back from a holiday, and the boys are happy to see her. I'm whatever about the whole thing. Right, yeah. I mean, you've never really been that interested in chasing the clicks. I think porn versions of Oscar movies is, is easy. It gets people interested, and I'm not interested in this round of Oscar flicks because, well, let's just say it, they're boring, BS, and lame. So instead, I've been doing older Oscar winners and nominees, you know, like Crash. Yeah, I like that one where it sort of imagines, like, what if all these different people who are totally unconnected... Sandra Bullock gets lost in space. I was thinking, how are you possibly going to find like an Esuel angle because it's mostly her alone in space? And what you imagine is, what if there was a guy up there too? Or two guys. The artist, I thought that was kind of cool that you did. Like everyone forgets about the artist, but it was a really big deal when it came out 12 yeah, years ago. And I, I like that you kept it in black and white for your version of it, but I do think it's a good idea that you added the sound back in just because you need the sound. A sound is a big part of it for some of the people who are watching. Yeah, indeed. And you know, you have done one of this current round of Oscar movies, which I, I really did like your Oppenheimer. I think Thanks. anyone who watched the original 
did feel like there was real chemistry there between Oppie and Einstein. I mean, they go down to the lake together and there's some secrets or whatever. And the guy hears it and he doesn't know what they're saying. So he interprets it wrong. I like in, in the original movie, you've got Iron Man watching them being like, what are they doing down there? What are they saying? And in your version, he doesn't have to wonder because he can see what they're doing. And so can we. Oh, yeah. No, we see everything. You know, and obviously the Trinity test... Plus, yeah. you know, get an O at the same time. That just writes itself. You know they did in real life. They had to. All those scientists locked up for years? Yeah, you telling me they didn't... All the time? And I like that you kept most of the congressional scenes exactly as written. Yes, yeah, well, that's important for context. So, yeah, you've been busy. I have been busy. You know, we've been trying to get that college fund up for Emmett. Good luck, Emmett. Don't choose Sarah Lawrence, for God's sake. Yeah, it's too expensive. And it's full of losers. Everyone who went there is a bona fide uh, loser. Look how it turned out for a Darby. Um, he's still paying that off. Now, Gareth had a good experience at Barnard. Yeah, yeah, he did. Oh, and to be clear, obviously, he didn't go there. Yeah. He was dating, he was dating someone, someone and he just lived in their dorm. Yeah, he went to NYU, obviously. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, Chris Pepper went to Bard. Marvin went to the new school, idiot. Stefan went to CalArts. Shout out, Maeveen was stoked about that. She's always talking about CalArts. Yeah, indeed. Uh, Uncle Rodney went to the Colorado School of Mines. Um, and did, did Dennis go to RISD? It was either RISD or Columbia. I think it was Columbia. Because he's Columbia. not very good at art. Yeah. And shout out um, Seth, obviously. Uh, Uncle Seth went to Princeton. So yeah, you're having to raise a lot of money. Basically, what we're saying is if uh, Emmett wants to join the rest of the gang and go to a very expensive college. Fingers crossed it's not Sarah Lawrence. That's my only yeah, thing. No, Fingers crossed it's hoping. not Sarah Lawrence. He's already a loser enough. And good luck with the college fund. I'll help you get there. So next. Your list. Yes, that's right. Uh, okay, I uh, I have some ideas, but I haven't written them down yet. I'm going to mm-hmm, use a bit daddy. of sidewalk chalk here that Marvin left me, and I'm going to write mine out on the sidewalk. Great. Okay, grudge list. Now, folks might think we're going to double up here, but we actually have fairly different lists because I obviously don't have a grudge against Marcus and Greg, my forever Santa friends. I serve them. And to have a grudge against them would be wildly inappropriate. Mm, yeah, it <laughs> that would. That would be uh, very impertinent of me. So I do not have a grudge against them, obviously. Emmett, I got no grudge against Emmett just because I honestly don't even remember if we've ever met. Mm. I don't like the way he treats you, but I don't have a personal, any personal animus against him. Marvin, obviously massive grudge against Marvin. Wastes my time all the time. So that one, yes, Marvin is on my list. So I'm going to write Marvin down. And I think what's key, Ted, too, something you said to me is that grudges have have to be specific. They can't just be general dislikes. A grudge is something you hold about something in particular. So for instance, Randy, obviously a great friend of mine who I love and admire, but I have a grudge with him over a very specific issue, which is him calling the cops about me being in the ductwork. You're getting to the point of grudges here, which is that they hone the father's experience in. They let us focus our generalized rage In, 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 closing that loop closer, closer, closer onto the targets that need it so that we can free ourselves and free our souls and spirit and free, crucially free our time away from just being generally PO'd 
if we know exactly who we're PO'd at. Exactly. So Randy, for instance, um, loved the guy desperately. Excited for the wedding, Good by guy. the way. Oh, Ted, after we play Tepsla Fest, us, Marvin, and Darby, and our band, The Billionaires, where we dress up as billionaires and play covers of classic rock songs, we're going to be so hot and ready. Shout out Little Caesars. After we play Tepsla Fest, Randy is going to have to ask us to play his wedding. He really is. Yeah. Pizza, pizza. So that's just to say, Randy, obviously still a great friend. I'd love to play your wedding and excited to get my invite. But I do have a minor grudge with you just with regards to me trying to clean your ducts and you calling the police. There was no need for that at all. Well, put him on the wall. Yep. So Randy's on the list. Randy Grudge. Yep. Uncle Rodney and Auntie Mavine. Generally don't like them, obviously. They ruin my life all the time. But specific grudges would be the fact that Rodney owes me $25 which I loaned him five years ago to buy a signed picture of Sting. Mm-hmm. I told him it was fake because $25 is way too cheap for that. But he bought it anyway, and then it turned out it was fake, and then he didn't want to give me the money back because it was fake. So grudge. And mm. Maveen, grudge because she teases me all the time. She always is ribbing me saying, Tim, you're awful. Tim. You're ruining my nephew's life. I hate you. Get out of the house. Get out of here. I, I get it for her. It's like lighthearted teasing, but it can sting sometimes. So I that grudge, grudged, grudged against Auntie Maveen. Alrighty. Um, next up, I have a grudge against the mayor, mayor of the town. This is a procedural issue is that I'm the real mayor and the other mayor, the fake mayor, doesn't recognize my legitimacy. The usurper to the mayoral throne. And it's making it very difficult for my friends in the Forever Christmas community to get the permit they need to build that big, big fence they're trying to build. The city is being really annoying about it, and I have a big grudge against the mayor for that, because here's the thing, mayor. Santas always win, and they will build the fence, and so give them the permit, or else it will get very bad very quickly. Yeah, I did hear that there is some talk on the like neighborhood councils about some concerns over the Forever Christmas community and what they're building. I know Busy that that bodies. was brought to the mayor recently. Hey, everyone wants Santa to come on Christmas and say, oh, Santa, bring me presents. Oh, I need presents, please. And then when Santa wants to do his own thing, like build a giant wall, build a tower, dig a pit, cut down all the trees in the Joanne Fabric parking lot, then it's suddenly like, oh, Santa, don't do that. Yeah, see, I know a thing or two about digging pits, putting up walls, cutting down trees, and generally fortifying a structure. And guys, you got to do it on private property. Mmm, but Ted, all property belongs to Santa, technically, (sighs) right? Because, like, everything we get is a gift from Santa. Like, we all live on borrowed time from Santa, you know? And what he gives, he can take back. Shout out, a reminder for some of the elves out there. I'm not going to argue with you here that the Santas think they have claim on all property because it was given to them by Santa. Yeah. However, the town planning committee and neighborhood watch that I've heard meets on Tuesday nights in the Rotary Club kind of thinks of it differently. I heard that they do. So... Ah, God, I don't know what's going to happen. It's not really my business, though. I understand. It's the city's problem, and that's why I have a grudge with the city. All right, I got another grudge here, actually, speaking of uh, speaking of the Rotary Club, speaking of old POSs. Uh, I got a grudge with Mr. Jefferson, Mr. J, who runs the Elks Lodge, where we went to see Darby and Marvin's uh, terrible band play recently. Mr. J, all Ted and I ever did was try to riz you up. Yeah, we did. And what do we get in exchange? An attempted lawsuit for damages. Oh, Mr. Jefferson, uh, when will you learn? 
like, I get it. We're younger than you were cooler. We know all the cool slang, but like, don't hold that against us. You know, we were kind of simping for you. I would say that we even stan you. I did stan him. I'm unstanding him now. It's low-key problematic. Yeah, I well said. FR, FR. Very not fire. So the T is that he's on my grudge list. Uh, but let's see, who else is on my... Well, Bill Gates, obviously. I share that one with you. Hate him for what he's done for computing. Oh, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, Washington Post, pretty much all the newspapers for being unfair to Elon. Grudge, grudge, mm-hmm. grudge. All the podcasts that are doing better than us, grudges. And I think that wraps up my grudges, Ted. Not a long list. I feel like I've got a lot of good relationships in my life. Oh, Darby, minor grudge. Just because, again, the aforementioned condescension. Well, I have a smaller doll for you that you could put Darby's face on. Oh, is it time for the dolls? Yes, yeah. So so I, I dropped you off a, a shopping bag full of Cupid dolls. Oh. Do you I, see that? I do. Thank you. I thought at first it was like an elf thing. Toys for elves. Yeah, or like I look like an elf because I'm cute. Do you like what I did with my cheeks, how I kind of reddened them? Yeah, it's quite beautiful. Thank you. It, you got to pinch that. H out of them to get him to look that way, but it's worth it. Oh, I think so. Yeah, you look gorgeous. And you do look a bit like a Cupid doll. Speaking of which, there's a bag of them there by your dog bowl that I left last yep. night. Uh-huh, got him, got him. Okay, so once we have the dolls, phase two is we're going to make them a little house to live in. Oh! <laughs> so this is really exciting. So you'll see a shoebox there. It's an empty shoebox. Mm-hmm, yep, 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 I see it. So now this is what you're going to be using to... Make a little dolly house out of oh. We're going to be cutting windows. You'll see I left you some sparkles. I left you some safety scissors, very important, and some glues. No hot glue for you. I'm sorry, but no, there is a no, bottle no, of tacky no. glue in there for that. I appreciate that. Uh, pipe cleaners and little fuzzies. And did you see I also put in a packet of Ben 10 stickers for you and Lego Bionicles. Thank you. And now I want to just say if you're following along at home, you can use whatever stickers you want and whatever sparkles designs you can make your grudge house however you want it to be Mm -hmm. make it fun make it something that feels right for your grudges indeed and don't be afraid to let yourself get a little crafty and let yourself uh, find a little bejazzle inside yourself now i'm not gonna lie here ted for the sake of the segment because i knew we were gonna be talking about this in the intro to this week's show before we start the show i did already decorate my doll's house i used some of the stickers i also used a simpson sticker that marvin gave me and i colored one side purple with my purple marker i did glitter on one side and i cut some windows in there so mine is all ready to go in fact mine is too i decided to go for a bit of a rhinestone cowboy look for mine grudge house so i went to michael's which is actually safe michael's is sort of a switzerland situation and i got a whole bunch of little stick on diamantes and so i've got a very glitz and glamour house it's the grand old opry this house is almost too good for these pos's i have grudges with i want to live in this house i want to shrink down small and be so small live in this house be so small ted what i love about this is it's easy to hate the people you have grudges with but i think it's much more magnanimous to kill them with kindness you know so it's like hey even though auntie Mavine, mr j all the newspapers you've ruined my life i've built you this beautiful house because you know i'm kind of a bigger guy than that I'm, and i'm literally bigger than you yeah it's almost like we're so big that we are the gods of this world mm, um, yeah not just landlords uh, or mayors of this little world that we make but the universe itself. In fact, this brings us to phase three, 
So next, you're going to put the dolls in the box. Okay, I put all the dolls in the house. So now, the next thing you're going to need to do、uh-huh. is go and take your box、uh-huh. over to the driveway to your left. Oh, the, the pavement in front of the Petco? Yep, exactly. All right. You want me to just set it down? Yeah, you see another shiny box there next to you. Oh, that's your box. How did that get? That's my box. Wow, yours looks so nice. Oh, is that Knuckles from Sonic? Oh, yeah. It is. Tell me you used trace paper. I didn't. No! I drew that freehand. Oh my gosh, Tan, it looks so good. Now, the next step is you're going to put the box down. Now, step back. Yeah, okay, all right. At least eight to ten feet. Okay. Okay. Yep, all right. Now, I want you to look to your left. Uh huh. Do you see me? Oh, oh, hey! Oh my gosh, wait, that's, your, that's the Cybertruck! I didn't recognize it because it's all. Blue. It's blue. And it's got a. But wow, you put a lot of holes in it. Well, I have to go fast. This is my Sonic Cybertruck. You described it to me, but since I haven't been out to the cabin in a long time, I, I, I could not have prepared myself for how good it looked. You painted、yeah. it so. Is it, did you use spray paint or house paint? Bit of both. And it sounds so. Loud. I missed the sound of an engine. So, this is an engine sound being played from a Yui boom. Oh, okay. I was going to say, because you know, obviously the Cybertruck is made of batteries and so it's very quiet. That sounds like, yeah, it sounds like you're, you could be in Wild Hogs. I am a Wild Hog. Oh, I'm so excited you came to see me and see the boxes. Are you here for the final stage?、Uh, yep. You ready? Uh huh. Stand back.、Uh, okay. Oh, here he comes. Oh, no, Ted, you're going to hit the box. Oh, oh, jeez. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. He's, he completely crushed the boxes. Okay. Yep. Ted, you can stop now. Ted, you can stop now. Oh, he's still going. Ted, careful, careful. That's Joanne's. Careful, Ted, 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 careful, careful. Oh, oh, no. Oh. Take that, Marcus and Greg. Rebuild、oh. that. Ted, get out, get out, get out. Special delivery. Yep. Okay. Okay, I got to reverse. Oh, my God. I got to <laughs> yeah, reverse. Yeah, you got to get out.、Oh、here, they here they come. Here they come. Oh, they come. okay. Oh.、Yep. Wow. You were not wrong about the Urukai thing. Wow.、Um, they're... <laughs> This is Mad Matthew. Watch that. Careful. Did you see that? They, I, oh, see, I, didn't t- I, I didn't tell you about the. Tre- oh, the, the Cybertruck got hit.、Oh, okay. I didn't tell you、Dude. about the trebuchet. They're loading、That's、up rocks.、All、right. They're loading it. up rocks. Good thing your car is so fast. Yep.、Um, I got to get、so、out of、yeah. here. Oh, there are some cheers going up. Okay. Well, Ted, you're not alone. The mommies in the Bed Bath and Beyond parking lot are thrilled. They're cheering you on. Wow. They're loving this because they hate the Santas, obviously. So, Ted, your Cybertruck is not moving quite as fast as、uh, Sonic. Uh, yeah. I think I got a I think few flat. I think you got high centered a little bit too when you went over the meridian there. Yeah,、um, it's okay.、Um, look. Okay, you're getting away though, kind of. Can- oh, you got Ben. Ted, you got Ben on you. Ben's on your back. Okay. Ben, be careful. It's a Cybertruck. He'll smush I'm gonna you. Swerve. I'm going to swear. Yeah. Shake him、oh. off. Shake、Did、him he off. He's、up? on there. Oh, Did he roll yeah, there he, he's down. He's down. Yep. That's、okay, good. Okay, great. Yeah, so Cybertruck looks awesome. And you are driving off into the sunset.、Um, well, it looks like your car stopped. Yeah, it stalled here for a bit. Did you charge it? I was busy. Yeah, okay. I think you're fine, honestly, because the Santas are very territorial and you're far enough away, I don't think they're going to mind. Should we start the show? Yeah, let's start the show. To Tep Talk, the number one source for Tep news, information, and gossip. And gossip. Super excited for today's show. Let's get right into it. Today, Apple announced a new post quantum cryptographic protocol for iMessage called PQ3. So, what does this mean for the everyday user? Oh, I don't, I don't know. Well, that's 
that's it for this week's show, everybody. Thank Thanks you for joining so much us for tuning Tip in. Talk. Wow, Ted, super exciting about that new groundbreaking security protocol from iMessage. What a good episode we did on that. We covered a lot of news about the new security protocol. We we covered the fact that it was announced, and we covered what it's called, which is PQ3. Yeah, that's so exciting, and I can't wait to see how this affects our devices going forward. More on that next week, folks. Next week, folks, we got a great show planned for you. We're going to be deep diving Pinterest. Oh, Ted, can I guess that this has something to do with Father's Way Week 3? Indeed, Father's Way Week 3, as you'll remember, is Barricade. Just because something is practical doesn't mean it can't be beautiful. Shout out, Steve. Absolutely. That's right, folks. Hey, we'll talk to you next week. Alrighty, bye. Oh, Ted, we didn't even talk about rehearsal this week with Marvin and Darby. Oh my gosh. gosh. It went better. Growth is slow, but growth is growth. We got closer to the door. And Ted, you know what else? When we told them that we're going to be the billionaires and dress up as billionaires, Marvin. I saw a smile there before Darby gave him that look. And Marvin, I mean, it's funny too, because I'm like, Marvin, you're Waz. I would not be smiling if I were you. But, you know, as he always says, he just likes to be included. I think Marvin's our Trojan horse. If we can turn Marvin, then we can flip Darby. Yeah, and you know, another angle I think working for us, and this is true of a lot of great bands, could be the, like, take pity on us approach. Because Darby is concerned for our mental health. We could do the, like, oh, woe is me. Darby, if I only had a band I could play in, then maybe I could start to get my life back on track. Well, that's how, like, when Bongo started the Beatles, the other three came to him and were like, oh, Bongo, we really want to play S. Sadie. Yeah, because Bongo was just doing sets alone at the Cavern Club, just drumming. Yep. He would drum Long Tall Sally. He'd drum Twist and Shout. People loved they it. They loved they just, it. No singing, just drums. Yeah, John, Paul, and George were like, they acted really pathetic. Shout out the pathetic defense. And the rest is history. Finally, at the end of the 60s, Bongo was like, I've had enough. I need to be Mr. Conductor now.